You're listening to a podcast from Elam Christian Centre, Whangarei. As a church, we're committed to being a centre of hope to reach, serve and influence our community. For information about the church, service times or your potential next step, jump online at elamchristiancentre.org.nz. Enjoy today's message. Message, and it's about breakthrough. It's about not staying where you're at, but understanding the circumstances that you face. You know, God has great plans for your life. The devil may come against you. The Bible says no weapon formed against you is going to prevail. You know, God has our backs. He is watching over us in every step and every circumstance. He has a great future for us. And sometimes the circumstances we find ourselves in are actually stepping stones for his future, for his purpose. You know, there may be times in life where we feel those sort of pressures that surround us that is just too much to handle. Almost you're going to go under the weight of what you're bearing. It might be a loss or an illness and uncertainty, fear and uncertainty about the future, studies not going well, relationships, there are difficulties, and you're not looking for those things to happen, but they just come and there can be seasons Paul says this in his word, he says, the temptations or the tests in your life are no different from what others experience, but God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you attempt it, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. You know, Paul is very clear. He's saying, God will never allow circumstances to come across your path that you cannot endure, or he will provide a way out for you. You know, God God watches over every part of our life. God does allow testings. Trials do come. Bad person, trials come in life, and we need to understand that in those trials, where do we look? Where do we turn? Because as we look to the Lord, we find new strength. Sometimes that weight that comes upon you is actually building you up, putting strength into your character, testing the love that's in your heart, your ability to forgive, your trust in God, knowing that your strength comes from Him. You see, the reality is when an architect is building a building, say it's a big skyscraper and and he's designing it. He doesn't just design the outside, what people are going to see. I mean, obviously that's important, the shape of the windows, the, you know, the size and and the colors, the entranceway, all of those things are important. But if he doesn't design the structure and the foundations with enough strength that he calculates the weights that each floor will take, what the building's designed for, where it is built. And all of these things go into the structure and the foundations that he puts into it. For instance, you know, if you're building a skyscraper in Wellington, then because it's an earthquake zone, it's really important, you know, how deep the foundations are, how strong they are, the beams, and all of those things are important. But if you're building the same building in, for Brisbane or designing it for Brisbane, then the specs are totally different because they don't have earthquakes there. So there is a difference depending on where the structure will be. Remember when we lived in Dunedin, we had a house that looked straight over the South Sea, nothing between us and Antarctica. And sometimes, man, you would see a front coming. 
the whole horizon would just be gray and you'd see the, 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 the front coming. And it would give you a warning. You, you run outside, bring in all the outdoor furniture, all the toys the kids are left out there, and things would get broken. And uh, so you'd do that. But we had a window in our lounge, looked out over the sea. And when that wind was really strong, if you stood alongside the glass and, and looked at it side on, you could actually see the glass sort of concave. It would bend in. It was freaky. When I first saw that, I thought, "Woo! I'm getting. I'm not standing anywhere near the front of that window." But then I thought, "Hold on, the house has been here for 60 years. It's withstood so many storms. You know, the, the reality is, it was designed to take that pressure." We stayed in a hotel in Flagstaff in the U.S., and it was summertime. And but we noticed the the hotel had really steep roofs. And there were cables on, on the roof. We thought they might have been for Christmas decorations or whatever. But we asked the people about it, and they said, well, no, uh, it snows really heavy here in winter. And so if the roof is flat, the snow builds up. It, it could, the weight would crush the roof. So they have steep roofs built there. But the cables were heating cables. So the snow would run off the roofs. You see, each building is designed not just for its purpose and, and the weights and, that it bears, but also for the, where it is, for the conditions that it is uh, going to be built in, what it has to resist. So all of that, they add little bits and pieces. Everything is done before, designed before one digger ever comes on site or one concrete truck turns up or one nail gun is picked up by a builder. The specs are studied, they're calculated and approved before the construction ever begins. Now the great news is this, is that your architect is the most high God. He created the solar systems, this world that we live in, which is so amazing. You just get out there and see creation and, and the beauty of everything that's around us. And the same creator God created you specifically. And he created you with who you are in mind as an individual the life that you would live, the people who would be close to you, the people who would influence you and who you would influence. David put it this way. He said, thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before every day of my life was recorded in your book Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. You know, when God laid out the plan for your life, he calculated everything that you would face, all the pressure, the weights, the winds, the joys, the into account every circumstance, every person who would affect or influence you, every hurt, every loss, every celebration, every injustice, every mistake you would make, and he designed your beams big enough and your foundation thick enough to handle the circumstance. You know, when I'm talking about your beams, I'm not talking about your outward appearance. I'm not talking about the size of your butt or the width of your shoulders. I mean, we're all different and we're all designed differently. All of those things are important. But what I'm talking about and what God has put in you is determination. There is love in your heart. There is courage. 
You've got the heart, the stamina, forgiveness. You are designed to withstand the storms, to outwit the negatives, to outlast the opposition, and to endure until the dream comes to pass. You know, many of you here are carrying dreams. But you know, in the passage through to that dream being fulfilled, you know, there are places you have to go through. There are tests and trials that come in life. There's somebody here called Kylie. Kylie, are you here? Somebody, I can't see you. Do you want to just stand up a minute? Kylie, you know, I just met you for, for a moment, but, you know, you've, you've got a cutting-edge ministry on your life, which is indicative of this church. Sarah carries the same sort of breakthrough, but in a different area, and, and, and there's so much of breakthrough and blessing on Pastor Mike and Amy, and, but, you know, you carry something special. But I want to say this, you know, God's friends, you know, in that cutting edge, you run the race. You know, there are times when you will come across and you'll wonder, I mean, you know, sometimes you'll come across people, you, you, you'll hit situations where you realize and, and maybe not understand, but everybody doesn't see things the way that you see it. But you've got it right and you go for it. And just go with the blessing of God and know that you are, you'll break through yourself, but you'll break the way open for others. And you're going to raise up leaders under you that are going to carry the same vision. You keep going for it, girl, because God's got your back. This is the thing when you're going through trials, is to understand what you're in the midst of now may seem dark, may seem like no way out, pain hurts. But the thing is that the now that you are living is not just about the now. It's actually preparation for your future. You see, God has designed bigger things, more things for your life, but you learn, you grow, you learn or whatever through the situations where there is testings and where there is trial. So understand that what you're going through now is not just about now, but it's about the future. I had a friend who I had a large church and, uh, and he, was, he needed rooms for, for children's ministry, for administration, car parking. And so he built a five-story building on, added onto the auditorium and the offices they already had. But he also had an eye for the future, and he realized he needed the five levels now. But in the future, if there was expansion, he's going to need ten levels. So when he talked to the architects, they designed a ten-story building. And so the foundations were deeper, the beams were stronger, so that it could carry more load in the future. But they only built five stories. So when you saw it, I mean, it looked completed. It looked great. It was a great addition to the building, and it looked fantastic from outside. Anyone driving past would just think, it's completed. That's finished. But if you saw the plans, you would realize there was more to come. You know, that's like your life. Now, you know, people look at you and put you in a box. Do you realize that? Man, it's so frustrating sometimes because we are designed to break out of the box. We're designed to be creative. We're designed for the gifts of the Holy Spirit to flow through us. But sometimes we feel like, well, well, we can't reach out or we can't do that. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. God has designed you to do more, to expand you and to see growth in your life and to see more happening. When Maggie and I started our first church, and that, or just think of about 40 years ago, and, uh, you know, it was, it was just a life group. It was just three families meeting in a house on a Sunday night and, and having a 
service and a meal together. But, you know, God started to bless it. People got saved the first night, and then other people came in from roundabout, and then we had to rent a church building, and so we used that until we grew to about 60 people, and, and then that filled the church. When we got to 100 people, we had to move. And about that time, uh, we also was looking for some sort of oversight. And, and so who were we going to join to look after us? That's when we came into Elam. You know, that was a great decision that, we, that God led us and brought us into Elam. But, you know, there were all sorts of other things happening. Our family was growing. You know, we would end up with, my office was in the home, and, you know, we would counsel people and have meetings in our house. And life got busier and busier. And so as the pressures came on, people to work with, because you suddenly realize when you're a leader, not everybody agrees with everything uh, that, that you you believe in for, even what God is saying. And sometimes you wonder what on earth is going on, but God's teaching you to lead people and to choose wisely and to build relationships and friendships with people that, will, that you'll be one with and you can run for the future. And you know, it's the same in whatever you're facing. It might be a business, even in your family, as your family grows, different pressures come on. And so you've got to make decisions in life. And it's just making the right ones, understanding the way to go. But one of the things that we found, because, you know, from our first church, um, we, moved to, we moved to another place and, and, and God blessed it. It, it tripled in a, in a couple of years. And then God led us to another uh, church, to pioneer another church and take over another one. But each step of the way, and then we got on to NLT and led the movement for a while. But what, we, what I realized that each time there was a new step or a new level, you know, what I'd learned in the, in the past held me in good stead, helped me to be confident in making decisions. When people confronted and, and, and didn't agree with whatever was happening and had their own opinions and, and maybe it was in a nasty way or whatever, that just didn't bother me anymore. Because as long as I heard from God, and as long as we were in agreement as a, as a leadership team, then that was the way that we were going. And you can't do everything and just please everybody. You can't in business. You can't, you know, in all sorts of situations. So the testings we go through actually build things in us to give us confidence to make decisions uh, that we face. You know, Joseph was a favored son. He had the dream you know, of great prosperity and favor and leadership. And all of these things in his heart as a young man was an amazing revelation from God of his future and what God had for him. But, you know, as soon as he shared it, his brother's jealousy rose up. You know, Joseph never understood everything that was going on. He ends up being thrown into a pit, sold as a slave. God wanted him in Egypt, but Joseph would never have dreamed he wasn't going to go first class he was going in chains, and he was walking all the way. When he got there, he sold as a slave, sold to Potiphar, who was an important person. And Joseph rose up. You see, God was training him because there were skills he needed that he would never learn at home. So in, in Potiphar's house, he learned accountancy. He learned administration. He learned how to manage people and how to lead a, 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 a household and also to relate to important people close to Pharaoh that would come into that house. Joseph was at the top of that place, and then the serpent used part of his wife. He gets thrown into prison. I mean, 
Joseph must have wondered what was going on. When he was close to the palace, he would have thought that was, this was God's positioning. Then he's in the prison for 13 years, long years, forgotten by everybody, but not forgotten by God. And you find that Joseph in the prison didn't throw, you know, everything up and, and give up and blame God and everything else. You find in the prison he started serving. He rose to the top. Cream will always rise to the top. You know, if you keep a walk with God and you keep serving in the right attitude, in the right place, you will always, God's favor will always rest on you at the right time. When the situation was right and the timing was right, Joseph was taken from the prison into the palace, given that position. Then, you know, the circumstances grew. The famine came after seven years. Finally, his brothers, the family comes down, stands in front of him. And then after all of those years and all of those circumstances, then Joseph could say with confidence that, you know, boys, brothers, you guys meant to harm me. Accomplish what is now being done. Look at what's happening. The lives that are being saved, the transformation that is happening. This was all God's purpose. You know, on the way through, in the pit, in the prison, you can't see the end result. You've got to trust God's storms. You've got to look for Him and seek His help. And, you know, I, I believe there are keys that are, that are quite simple, but really, really important. And for me, they've been like this. Number one is this. When you're in that dark place where everything is going crazy or things are not working out, number one is this. You've got to be still and know that God is God. You've got to find God in that place. Still your hearts. You know, when drama people are running around and everything's going wrong and there's chaos or there's controlling voices that try to manipulate you and try to make decisions for you before you've ever made a decision. You know, the sort of things I'm talking about. And this can happen in families or it can happen in business. It can happen in church. It can happen in all sorts of situations. You've got to hear from God. You've got to get that still voice. You've got to know that God is with you. Somehow Joseph found that space when he was in the pit, when he was in the prison. He found that place and he could faithfully continue on the road that God had put before him. And it's important that you do that. At Ziklag, you know, when David and his men, they lost everything, their families, their possessions. Everything happened in just a short period of time. All the men were going crazy. They were just all over the place. They never separated themselves to hear from God, but David did. It says, but, but David encouraged himself in the Lord. He strengthened himself in God. He found a place where all those other voices could just be silenced. And then God spoke to him and gave him the keys, gave him the answers. God will give you the answers. Some of them, he will just say, stand still. Be we. Sometimes you've just got to endure something. You're going through a valley. You're not, you're not going to stay in the valley. You're going to go through it. But, you know, going through it's not pleasant. But you're not, God's not put you there to stay there. God's put you there. He's taking you through to the other side. You know, in Isaiah it says, you will keep in perfect peace whose trust is in you whose thoughts are fixed on you. You know, fix your eyes on Jesus, 
whatever you are facing. You know, for some of you, this is prophetic. This is a word for you now. Be still and hear God's voice. Know that he is for you. The second thing I say is to simply reinforce your devotional life. The Holy Spirit and the Word of God go hand in hand. And you just got to be a person that flows in the Holy Spirit. You know, touches the heart of God, presses in, goes forward. You know, some of you here this morning, I noticed in the worship, you know, you, you just come forward, you know, in your spirit. Some of you did physically come forward, others of you, but in your heart, you're coming forward, you're reaching out. You know, be, be a person of the Holy Spirit. We need to be being filled daily in the Holy Spirit. We cannot survive without Him, and we cannot be at our best without Him. He enhances all of our giftings. And then the Word of God, the Word of God's a two-edged sword. It's a weapon that defeats the enemy, the lies that come, the accusations, things that work against us, the darkness that tries to cloud, you know, cover us in and cloud us in. It'll pierce the darkness. It'll break through. It'll give lives. The Word of God is so important to use it and to bring those things together. I don't know how many times in our life when important decisions have needed to be made, you know, and, you know, we've got to read the Word. You know, God has spoken to you. That Word confirmation of what God is doing. Or a prophecy. There are, I could go back over major decisions in our life, moving from one church to another church, coming into leadership on NLT, coming off NLT, all of those things, you know, accompanied by, by a prophetic word. Now, we, I want to say this about prophetic words. Prophetic words, you don't follow prophetic words. Prophetic words come to confirm what God is already saying and doing. That's so important. To understand, don't go running around looking for a prophecy. But I tell you what, when one comes, you know, it's a confirmation of what God is already saying and doing in your life. And for and for you as a Christian, those times are important. Those words are important, and getting your own remas as well is so important as well. And then there are things just to speak into your spirit, because you know God wants you to be somebody who can stand up in your own strength and understand what's going on. You know, David understood what to do when he was under pressure. Joseph realized, you know, at the end of that whole course, he could look back and see, oh, doing this, this was the purpose in all of that thing. Some of you are going to look back on the circumstances you're in right now and say exactly the same thing. I wonder if the team can come up just as I talk about the last thing that is really, really important. Because you need to speak to yourself. You need to remind yourself. You know, you need to say, you know, the Bible says, let the weak say, I'm strong. If you feel weak and powerless, that's a good place to start when you're dealing with God. Because you can say, Lord, in you, I'm strong. I have strength from you. You can speak to yourself. You have what it takes. You are focused enough. You are bold. I remember when I was going to a meeting with this person, it was about a deal for over $4 million. I mean, I wasn't used to doing deals with that sort of money involved in it. And uh, I wasn't happy with the deal that was arranged. In fact, I was going to go and, and pull the plug on the deal and say, no, it's just something's wrong with it all. And I was going to this meeting with this important person who owned all this property and stuff like that. And I remember I, I saw his house 
in the distance and inside. I, I didn't even know what I was going to say, what I was going to do. You know, sometimes it can just be like that. And I stopped the car and I stilled my heart. And I said, God, what have you got for us? And I opened the Bible. And the Bible, it just it said this. It said, the righteous, I was shaken on the inside. But I walked into that house, man, I looked really smooth and comfortable and relaxed. Nobody could see what was happening inside me. And, uh, you know, in that one meeting, you know, a tithe of that $4 million got removed from the price. You know, it just trusting God. You know, sometimes I just knew something was wrong with the deal. And that's all I knew. And I knew I had to go to the press. I didn't know what I had to say or except for I knew we had to pull out of it. But, you know, then God says, you know, you're a lion, Bob. Tell you what, look out. Look out. Here he comes. I tell you what, it wasn't me. It was the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's awesome. That difficulty you're facing didn't come to stay. You know, it came to pass. The trouble at work. You know, some of you have been through stuff that in the past would have caused a nervous breakdown just about because of people pressure and attitudes of people. But now, you know, now you've got the courage to face it, the boldness, the confidence. You're not there to put somebody else down, but you're there for things to be made right and to be put right. You know, the at some point, this is the thing with pressure, at some point that pressure will lift. It will lift and you realize it's changed. You know, sometimes I've been in situations, circumstances have not changed at all, but I've sensed in the spirit something is lifted. Something is broken over somebody else's life, not mine. Something has changed. So the circumstances haven't changed, but something in me changed because of the confidence. The same thing is true for you. You know, just know that God is building. You look at yourself right now and you think, well, there's five stories. I tell you what, more stories are coming. You know, God's got new things ahead of you. You know, you just be confident. You keep looking up to Him, looking up to heaven, and let's believe for some great things to happen. I just want to challenge you today. You know, if God's spoken to you today and you're in a situation and some of this relates to you, you know, I'd like to pray for you. Just wonder if you'd stand up right where you are. Don't worry about anybody else, person next to you or anything. But I'd really like to pray. Just a prayer of faith, believing for confidence, for courage, for strength, for the power of the Holy Spirit. You might be battling an illness. I tell you what, the principle is still true. Exactly the same. You know, God is here. There's a great anointing in it. As I said right at the beginning of the service, there is an anointing for break and release in your life. Just position yourself to receive from God right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Father God, Lord, I thank you that you are in this house right now. Father God, I thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, as I speak these words, I speak prophetically. For I would say to you, says the Lord your God, that my hand is upon you, that I am for you, says the Lord your God. No weapon formed against you will prevail. My hand is for you, my servant, my son, my daughter. Know my strength and my empowering, says the Lord your God. Father God, I pray, Lord, for your power. Holy Spirit, Lord, loose a fresh anointing of your Spirit. Lord God, all over the auditorium. Father God, just 
Loose your power. God, touch these people. Lord, let the power of the Holy Spirit just come on in Jesus' name. Just sense that anointing. Just take time to sense the anointing to touch you. You know, the anointing of the Holy Spirit comes in waves. Sometimes you'll just you'll get a touch. Some of you that's standing here, I tell you what, hold on, another touch is coming. Lord, loose a fresh anointing of the Spirit of God. God, just touch everyone. Spirit of God, Spirit of the Lord, Spirit of the Lord is here. Lord, loose your power, your authority, your favor. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks for listening. For information about the church, service times, or your potential next step, jump online at elamchristiancentre.org.nz.